0: Episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast, with your host, Jamie
1: and Mark. And this week we will be covering the finals in the Continental Classic between John Moxley, Swerve, Strickland, and Jay White, and Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston. I can't even start talking about that yet, Uh, as well as we'll be going over a couple of our kind of favorite high points in professional wrestling this year. It's not I know everybody good. Yeah, everybody's got their like top five, top 10, top 15. Uh, I've read a thousand different lists like that. I I don't really want to worry about that. It's just matches that we watch that we look back and went, oh, man, I really remember how emotional that match was or how good that match was i just wanted to have things that kind of resonated with us as as wrestling fans so just yeah the just high all points. good
0: things to yeah exactly high points N- of the year.
1: no uh no brand loyalty AEW wwe i ended up having four and four just because that's just how it, it played that just out just worked but, out
0: how it worked out but we weren't you know, trying to be gender specific we weren't nope. trying to be um uh, brand-specific. Just, just shit that tickled just or fancy. whatever we both liked. Uh, some we all, And we didn't go over it until we had locked in what we wanted to do. And that's why we didn't want to do top 10, top 5. We just had top whatever. So we're just going to go over that. But first, again, just can't get enough. The Continental Classic has just been so <laughs> much fun every week. I'm going to be so sad when it's over. Oh, my God. I just said that... Dynamite I, Rampage. I said
1: that a few collision. weeks ago. It's been so fun with it. I, I'm just... I'm so excited to see this come to a conclusion because it's been very exciting. Uh, short of a couple of matches, I disagree with the outcomes of. I I have not had a single complaint about any of the matches in the Continental Classic, mm-hmm. and I'm just I I'm I'm very sad that this is going to be the end of of AEW's probably high point in 2023. I, I think oh, it's after so fun. a year of controversy and a year of just injuries and dealing with very difficult. Uh, you know, circumstances for a company that is as young as they are. Sure. You know, I really think they were able to kind of finish out 2023 in a high point to get away from absolutely the the drama and the BS and the, the whatever the social media, whatever you want to call it.
0: This was all around just great.
1: It it really has been. Uh, It's been able to set up a lot of stories. It was, and a lot of people were complaining, Oh, it's just, you know, matches to have matches. And you're right. Like I got to give whoever complains about that, you know, you're right. It, it is just matches to have matches. But I mean, think of it this way. You know, when you have a UFC tournament, when you have a, I mean, you go back to when they were like just straight up elimination tournaments two guys go in, one guy leaves, and he advances into, you know, the next round. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a random bunch of individuals. There was no storyline. It was just dudes fighting dudes. To say I'm better than that dude. Yeah, and this I'm is okay exactly with that what, personally. And this is exactly what it is, and it's been it's been nice because they've been able to flourish it into more than just that. Yeah. So I've I've really enjoyed this. I'm gonna be very sad when the when the I've really enjoyed Classic it too. It's re- over.
0: It's really fun because everybody gets to fight everybody, obviously. But the point system a lot of is different, great.
1: A lot of different styles.
0: Yeah, exactly. But the point system is great, so that there's not just a fluke win, and you somehow end up with the title. Like you really have to. You got to win to fight so hard every time that you go out there. You do. You have to win because you got you 20 minutes tie, to get it done.
1: You, you know? can't. I mean, you can tie, but then the it, most you it can doesn't get help is, you know, out. You know, not even as much as two wins.
0: Yeah, exactly. It doesn't help you out in the long run. No, um, this whole entire tournament w- only had one draw, which I think was fantastic.
1: I, I, I could I could. Uh, that was one of my points of contention, but that will get to that, I okay. guess, or we might not. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? We forget how we like half the shit we do in this podcast halfway through it. So so this week we rounded off the regularly scheduled matches, uh, which was a total of six, three for the gold, three for the blue. Uh, and the, again, we saw our first tie with Claudio and Brian Danielson, uh, which I thought was it was good. I feel like they could have put that tie with a, with uh, Jay White and John Moxley. It, I mean, I'm not even going to complain about it. The matches were great. I could, I could sit here and whine and complain about the actual oh, sure. details of everything. And isn't what the wrestling community
0: for? Yeah, yeah if, the if, community. if everything
1: went the way I thought it would go, <laughs> how boring everything would be. You know what I, I mean?
0: I, I liked it for the pure fact that it didn't make either guy look bad. Both were great. Both didn't get a right. one-up t- technically on the other, even though Brian did advance and Claudio didn't. I right. think that was good for the BCC, but that was the only draw of the entire Continental Classic.
1: I was very surprised Jay White got the win over Jon Moxley.
0: As, was I. As I, was I, I really,
1: I was really hoping they were going to lean into that Swerve Strickland loss against John Moxley, so that once, so if John Moxley, and that's what I'm saying, with the draw comes in. I wish they would have done a draw with Jay White and John Moxley, so that. Swerve and John Moxley could have that again, that one-on-one again. Yeah,
0: which they needed because the, their first matchup.
1: Right, right. But now you not have... not
0: happy with the outcome of that.
1: But now you have Jay White interjected again, which I mean I'm not complaining that Jay White's in yeah. contention for it right? by any means. It's not, you know... Gotta
0: feel like there's something there and there's a reason why they wanted Jay White to advance into that as well. I hope so. You know what I mean? I hope Fourth so. Fourth wall down. Come I on. mean,
1: maybe this could be Jay White takes it over and He gets ends up going, ends up beating Mox and Swerve, and both of them are even mad at each other because
0: right they got too distracted and hung up on each other. Right, right. It ended up classic angry wrestler.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Although I did notice when uh, when Jay White beat John Moxley, part of the reason was Mox was holding his knee. So I don't know if they're gonna play into like an injury uh, going into this this triple threat between them or what they're gonna do. which I mean, it would make sense so that it kind of gives John Moxley a little bit of a crutch to lean on, so that it's like, oh well, that's why he he lost it, right? Was, you of know, course, an knee, of course. Uh, but then over on the blue, we had uh, again Claudio and Brian going to the uh, time limit draw. Daniel Garcia ends up defeating Brody King. I I, think
0: that was the the for me the highlight of the week. One hundred percent continental classic wise. And
1: we've always said we are biased to large tattooed hardcore guys.
0: Huge fan of Brody, but honest to God, the pop you and I both had when Daniel won, I was so excited. Good for him. The crowd was so excited. They were really like there was a lot of signs for him, and they were popping for Daniel. Yeah, the crowd
1: was like on Daniel Garcia's side. I don't know if it was Texas crowd. uh, Yeah, I don't know if he has like some ties to where the San Antonio or no, where think, they were I think people just what really
0: really love Daniel Garcia and I can but see yeah. why his story is so interesting but him beating Brody like that's huge even though he didn't win another match yeah in this entire Continental Classic I think that that's a really big dude to win story that's a big dude that to win knocked over. Brody out yeah yeah for oh. sure
1: and we also saw shades of that original Daniel Garcia. Yes, uh, Red Death. Red Death when he first came to the AEW uh-huh. scene.
0: And Brody was yelling that at him, which was yeah, interesting. Yeah,
1: like we actually saw that fierceness. He was getting his ass whooped and chops. Oh my God, those chops.
0: Oh, those Daniel were so bad. Daniel was just he was trying to
1: lay down some chops and it was like, just wasn't doing it. And Brody would just destroy that poor kid. Uh but it, you could see it, like he was, I kept making the joke, he was, he was hulking out, you know, when the, the wrestler just doesn't, he no-sells, and he's just taking a, hit after hit. Right, that's exactly And he really what he was, was. he was doing that, and that's what his gimmick was, it was just non-stop, like, barrage of, uh, beat the shit out of me, I'm still coming back, and right. I'm really kind of excited to see maybe we're gonna move that back into the professional wrestler yes. of... Daniel Garcia, but still have that, that flair of a sports entertainer. You know, I feel like there's that good balance. I mean, everybody does it.
0: Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Look at The Rock. Look at Stone Cold. Sure. Anybody who has a successful career. They were a very good professional wrestler and Mm -hmm. they were a hell of a sports entertainer. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I'm excited. There's an art to both. I'm excited that, you know, he got that win. It gives him a little bit more life. And speaking of things that give you a little bit more life, Eddie motherfucking Kingston Everything had. Thank God. And again, Daniel Garcia, had he not won against Brody King, Brody would have taking the spot over Eddie Kingston, but Eddie Kingston beats Andrade El Idolo, and You didn't gets believe it was gonna points. happen. You even I, said
0: I didn't think I don't think it was I gonna happen. Think it's not it, the cards.
1: I was not I was a non-believer. Shame it on me. Complete, shame on me.
0: But but granted
1: Shame, shame.
0: It was a complete underdog moment. After and what a fucking underdog. Why did I doubt the Eddie's biggest underdog through. in the entire fucking industry? Yeah. Eddie fucking Kingston. Right.
1: Oh my God. And he's and talk about Okay, he's the biggest underdog in all of professional wrestling, and you're going up against Brian Danielson in a one-on-one in a Continental Classic for a chance at a title that you've already won, that you've now put up two Two of your own belts belts of things that you've worked your entire life to get to against probably the most... Pompous individual with good reason, absolutely in professional wrestling,
0: absolutely.
1: Like what a oh, yeah. story! Just
0: that week, this week, that was what went down in the blue league.
1: And we're not but, even done. We, we, yeah. this is this is next week. We haven't. Oh, but sure, but that's not even the gold he's not league. Not done yet.
0: You haven't even gone over the gold league. The only thing you talked about was Jay White versus John Moxley, but we also got to see Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. This match was kind of like null and void. Because well, yeah, both, both were out, out, but right. both of them were acting like they needed to get a job, like they needed to be signed, like they were hitting each other so hard it was like they hated each other. I could not believe the energy the two of them put into them this match, considering they were both out of the Continental Classic. Well, they, I loved it. They had
1: that interaction last it was last week, uh, where after both of them lost, they both see saw each other in the back, and they were like, "Hey, you know." Next week, it doesn't mean anything. And they kind of looked at each other and they're like, well, do you remember when we were in Ring of Honor and we would just wrestle? Yeah. Like, it didn't mean anything. Fight it, without we, we, just, we just fought. We yeah. just did what we needed to do. And they're like, next week, let's just do that again. And yeah, it was really kind of cool because you've seen, like, Jay Lethal be, like go from the top of the pile and slowly trickle down to, like, nothingness. And he's, like, starting from the bottom again. same with Mark Briscoe. Yeah. He's even said, this is my rookie year of my singles career. Sure, so I'm not upset
0: that I didn't win this.
1: Right, but he's still got something to prove. Exactly. They went out there, and they definitely proved both of them can still go.
0: Absolutely. Mark
1: Briscoe gets the win, but... My God, like I can't like
0: We one forgetting to watch you it. You
1: have two new <laughs> underdogs that already have a fan base.
0: Absolutely. And not that
1: they're underdogs, but you know what I mean. They're Mark Briscoe. He's kind of the underdog of underdogs. Exactly. And then Jay Lethal's kind of turned into that.
0: He's kind of the underchicken.
1: And, and the under chicken. <laughs> well, hopefully we're gonna see Jay Lethal get out from underneath the thumb of Jeff Jarrett. Because I, I don't hope think so. it's doing him any any I good. Don't. He was in that, that chainsaw massacre match, yeah. which was I, I everywhere I look and I can't disagree. Worst match of the year. <laughs> was it? Was it entertaining? One hundred percent. I will not disagree with anyone who says yeah. that it, it was, was an entertaining awkward. match. But my lord, <laughs> was that a was that a pile?
0: That was something. That, that was, was something. A pile. um Also, we had Swerve Strickland who defeated Rouge. So, as Mark said before, we have Swerve versus Jay White versus John Moxley. Rouge was another one next that, week.
1: Rouge was another one that needed like. Everybody to lose in certain fashion. Exactly. For him to even have a chance.
0: Exactly. It it just obviously didn't happen. But I think even people that lost in this Continental Classic are going to gain something from it. Oh, yeah. And what's really cool is you can build off that every year you know, Jay Lethal can come back and be like, I didn't win a match, so now I'm back to...
1: Rectify that this this year, year, Exactly, to rectify that. I'm going to win at least one match and then go from there. You never
0: know where it's going to go, so...
1: I'm excited if they do... I think Tony Khan has mentioned something about this being a yearly thing. So I'm excited to see. The only question I have is... So this year you crown your... Which I'm assuming will be the Continental Champion.
0: I believe that's what they call it, I don't think they've
1: officially come out with it yet, but I think that's the running name right now. Um, so if they win that next year when this rolls around, is it going to be like the G1 where you go and if you win the entire tournament, you get a shot at the Continental Classic at... Wrestle Dream or All Out or sure. World's End or whatever it is. I mean, that would kind of.
0: I would imagine World's End if they're gonna do it again like this next year.
1: Right, right. I just i don't I don't yeah. know what they're gonna do because, they, like I said, you got a title a little bit different,
0: right, right? Do you have Do you face that champion, the Continental Champion? Do you face or do you any get champion? any
1: champion like um, Money in the Bank, and or, then also or in, like the G One?
0: Yeah, also in the G One. You know, like this year you had Sonata, who's in it. So if he wins, you know, uh, say for some reason. Uh, let's say Eddie Kingston ends up winning it this year, and he holds right. it for an entire year. Eddie Kingston still a Continental Classic champion, right. you know. Next year, right? Um, if Eddie wins that classic next year, you know, there's like some advantage to that. I think you can yeah, pick you your get opponent,
1: the, right? The, the the if you are the champion, if uh, Sonata had won the G1 this year, mm-hmm. then he would have the capability to fight. It was either a, any champion. I know that was like that. It was either that or it was any person on okay, the NJPW what roster. Which That's what I think I, I think if you had a championship match and instead you went, yeah, but I want to fight Okada even though he's not the champion. Sure. You know, at the time, like I, I, that could, would make I, sense. I, I, management would be like, okay, sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think maybe they'll but do if you something came in like and that.
0: Serpentago, they'd be like.
1: So, so are you, is that your is that your call for next year for the AEW Continental Classic twenty twenty four? Is Sorpenico?
0: No, I was just saying whoever or John ever, Cruz,
1: yeah, yes, Bendejo.
0: He's gonna go in like McFoley. He's gonna go in he's three a times. He,
1: hey, he's going. He's holding gold right now with
0: Nyla Rose. He's
1: holding gold. Him and Nyla Rose. I don't know the promotion, but they are the tag team champions. So yep. congratulations. They despise to Nyla Rose each and other. So congrats. Yeah, they so despise each other. <laughs> <laughs> like Shelton Benjamin and Mia Yim.
0: Oh, their relationship is great.
1: Uh, okay, so Continental Classics coming up. We've got uh, next week, they're going to have, like I said, Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, Swerve Circle, and Jay White will all be in their respective matches.
0: Yes, at Dynamite.
1: That will then determine the two individuals that will wrestle at AEW's Wrestle Dream on December 30th, which will be a week from last night. So we're less than a week Correct. away. Correct. Correct. Um, but with that being said, with WrestleDream coming up and last week being, I think it was Thursday, the 21st, those individuals that were, were released from WWE are now free agents.
0: Yes. and We're already seeing matches being booked, which this is isn't very on, fun.
1: This isn't on the docket for the evening. Okay. Do you think we're going to see some names pop up at World's End?
0: I feel AW's like... AEW's
1: newest pay-per-view.
0: Okay, one thing that... that kind of threw me for a curve was I was not expecting uh, Mustafa Ali to put out a video and then put- A fucking
1: banger of a promo. Are you oh shitting me? Oh my God.
0: Me? He is the, like, oh my God. He is Most one underrated of character in all of WWE absolute, programming. He's one of my absolute favorite wrestlers, like point blank, done. Doesn't matter- After that video, I can see why. doesn't matter. Like, on the mic, fantastic. He makes great videos, but he's such a great wrestler. So after he put that out and he had literally said like I want to face these people, mm-hmm. uh, and one of them being Swerve, that yep. was interesting. Now Swerve obviously wrestles in indie promotion, so it could right, be something like right. that. But that could be interesting. Me personally, I just have felt like from the beginning, since we've done the math and realized it could happen, I feel like Dolph. Dolph I feel like Dolph. Yeah, is that's definitely. I feel be like there. that's
1: that's where everybody's got, everybody's it. like defaulting to is Dolph is going to show up in AEW. Yeah, I could see it. Uh, I don't know if. I don't know if we've talked about this in person or on the podcast. Cause we talk about wrestling so much. Um, I don't know if it's the best decision for AEW to pick up Dolph. Not that he wouldn't be a good asset. I just don't know what you would do with him. Um, but I can totally see Where can see. I
0: start? Um MJF <laughs> MJF would be a great of course. He would be great start food for him to for MJF. In.
1: Yes, you're right. Food. He, would be, he would is he going is he a threat? Food. Is he a threat? He's a to threat MJF's to your girlfriend world. and your ego. MJF doesn't give a <laughs> shit. About his girlfriend, is he, he gives a, a shit about the triple B. He yeah. gives a shit about his best bro Chacho, uh-huh. and he gives a shit about being the face of uh-huh. AEW. The the there is no threat if Dolph Ziggler comes to the roster. I have no. If they gave Dolph Ziggler the world title over MJF at oh, a, no. at World's no. End or at no. at whatever pay per view, the people would shut off AEW and never turn <laughs> it back <laughs> no, on. No, I don't. And blame that's them. what I mean. And it, and not that it, not that Dolph Ziggler could not have awesome matches with mm-hmm. the entire AEW roster, mm-hmm. and not that he wouldn't have an amazing like promo segments and matches with MJF. But I just. You cannot convince me that Dolph Ziggler is going to come into AEW and going to be in the world title contention. Even the, he what are you going be. to give him, a TNT title? you going to give him, I, I mean, that's, or is he well, going to I mean, tag really with though, his but really brother though, and have the tag here, Hold titles, on, hold on, you know? hold on.
0: It's okay to bring people in and they don't have to go for a title.
1: No, no, no. And I know that. Okay. I know that, but
0: you're acting like they have to go for a title. I feel like you could bring him in, and you don't have to necessarily have him come in necessarily and do like a tag team thing with his brother. I feel like that's so generic; like everybody would right. expect that, just like you'd expect Edge and Christian to tag together. You feel like Ryan and Nick would tag together, which would just be kind of lame, right? But considering hasn't, how good he is, but
1: hasn't AEW been criticized so much about just taking? former WWE guys and putting them in a position where a form like a up and coming individual could really fit in better. Well, you're going to tell me there's not somebody out there that could match the care the charisma of Dolph Ziggler. That's 15 years younger.
0: Um, Ricky that you- Starks is who comes to mind for it, me. And I yeah, mean? you could, but then like, why not have them have a rivalry? Because like somebody like Ricky Starks, like to me, I don't think is necessarily doing the best thing that he could for his right. career by being in this random tag team with Big Bill. I don't think it's hurting, but I don't think it's really doing anything for him. But having a rivalry with with Dolph Ziggler, right? But again, would be the, incredible it, for somebody like Ricky. Maybe it helps build your original AEW guys to it. But then a, right there, you're using Dolph Ziggler level. as
1: food for your other guys. So well, what's I'm not the saying
0: for, what's for the point food. of bringing him
1: in for to 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 put over Ricky Starks? Ricky Starks should be, he'll be he's already over enough to be able to do that though. Like that's what I mean is I I don't know where Dolph Ziggler gonna would be able to fit in really, and maybe I'm wrong. Like uh, fucking strike me down if I'm wrong. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to. I'm not saying I know all the answers. Yeah. I have just yet to figure out a position that Dolph Ziggler would fit in AEW as an asset on a weekly basis.
0: Yeah. I, I, just I disagree, can't see it. but that's okay. I
1: just can't see it. That's all right. I, I just, I see him like just plot hopping, going from here to here to storyline just to fill in the void. Like he did in WWE for the past 10 no, years. I don't see them
0: doing it like that.
1: When was the last time Dolph Ziggler had like a good run?
0: I don't know, and I feel like this is one good thing about AEW is they bring in people in WWE who didn't really get the respect that they deserve. Yes, he had a great run. He did for a little run. bit. He had a great run as champion when he won that belt.
1: Big E and like, AJ Lee Cashing in
0: that that money in the bank contract oh against so like Alberto Del Rio. That best, was that was cash the in best cashing. See, and
1: that's what I mean. Like I don't want to discredit Dolph Ziggler for they not having that. moments, skills, and It wasn't and mics.
0: him. It was that because WWE just didn't push him enough, and I, it's unfortunate that him and unfortunately Mustafa Ali became those guys that just and Ricochet now too. But see, right there, are perfect. just those guys that put everybody else over, and I don't think that's what Dolph needs to come into AEW to do. Right. He he can, he right. can, which is great, but I think he can come in and be a great asset to them because obviously he has massive amounts of mm-hmm. experience, but he's great on the mic. And that's so hard to find people that are as good in the ring as they are on the mic. And I think that would be a huge asset to EW. But see,
1: I'm going to counter your idea of thinking that that he's going to show up at World's End I think that you're you're going to see Mustafa Ali because exactly how that. you said exactly how you said short of the years of experience, but in ring a capability covers for a lot of that unknown experience. Yeah, Mustafa Ali could go one for one with Dolph Ziggler on the mic like 100. percent I, I don't doubt it for and a second. And that's what I mean. I feel like and if you charisma? brought in somebody like Ooh, Mustafa Ali hard over beat. Dolph Ziggler would be perfect for aew I it would do. give you I do think that, that would exactly that yeah. thing to where if you need to feed him to somebody just to put somebody over or if you need him to go over as a villain like mm-hmm. my god mm-hmm. keep that man as a heel don't like, know
0: why mustafa and lee and hobbs that's like the first thing that came to my mind but i just you could just have some see, really like, good... I, I
1: think i think mustafa Ali would be a much better fit than dolph ziggler
0: I just and not, see, and
1: not that Dolph Ziggler again is not skilled and wouldn't be able to have bangers. Oh, sure. But strictly because he is, he is on the on the on the back end of his prime, and you can't agree. You can't disagree with me oh, that he's not. I
0: disagree only because they just haven't pushed him. I
1: don't know. I'll I don't know. Disagree. I disagree. I think Ali. But I think Ali would fit I a huge so well Ali in that, fan. S- that, that style. I of just AEW. can't
0: help but think that Ali would be. One of, if not the best X Division guys for TNA.
1: Oh, one. Oh, my God. You know, hey. and I
0: just, I can't help it. You know, obviously we don't have as much time to watch TNA as I would like, but just that X Division is. Ooh dying for oh. somebody like Ali and, and they said that they signed somebody huge so
1: yep they're I think that's this week isn't it
0: I honest to god don't know but I mean Scott doesn't disappoint man like no really they said this is the biggest the direction this is going this is
1: the biggest signing in TNA history
0: I mean I thought Kurt Angle was
1: which again I mean honest to god I could see Dolph Ziggler in impact
0: I mean yeah I totally could too
1: I feel like that's he's got enough star well, power zigzag, yeah yeah I feel like I, I feel like I could see him in in they're Impact. They're both
0: great wrestlers. But I mean
1: I could see Ali in Impact. Yeah. I could see Shelton Benjamin in Impact. I was going to say now, let's see... say
0: you didn't even talk about Shelton Benjamin's video.
1: Oh, oh my god, Shelton Benjamin <laughs> came out with the best damn I'm I'm a free agent video, Godzilla with him dubbing over. Oh, it's so stupid Godzilla was and good.
0: taking a nap and then they're like, "Oh, wake Yeah, to it was just a clip like, of one of the Godzilla
1: movies of I'm Godzilla awake. waking up and it was I'm him like realizing agent. like, "Oh, I got to get up and get some, I, I got to figure out how to make some money." um who's hiring who's hiring so uh, (laughs) shelton Shelton benjamin the man
0: you're gonna tell me shelton's on the back end of his prime like get out of here these guys are so talented
1: shelton benjamin has been on the top of his prime for 30 years forever for he was with WWE for 20 years and i don't think he's been on tv for like 50 yeah
0: he's so good
1: he really is he like he really is a specimen so
0: could you imagine though being
1: shelton benjamin though like listen you're gonna do house shows Uh You're not going to be on TV, and we just need you to be ready every once in a while. So that means you literally get paid to just look good. So he just works out, gets paid. Yeah. And I'm sure he does appearances. He does other things. Like I'm I'm sure it's not him just chilling all day. Absolutely.
0: Me personally, I booked the three of those guys. I'm putting Mustafa Ali in TNA. I'm putting my boy Zigzag Dolph Ziggler in AEW.
1: You're wrong. Those are going to be in swaps. And
0: Shelton Benjamin needs to go to NJPW.
1: Oh,
0: Tanahashi, he
1: can wrestle the president of NJPW. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Tanahashi, for becoming the president. I know,
0: right? And then Alex Coughlin posted, not my president. Alex Coughlin's the
1: best wrestler in all of professional wrestling. I love him so much. The War Dogs, oh my God. They They itch. The War Dogs, they itch my, like, 80s action movie. Sure, like shtick. Like I, I could watch them all day. Uh-huh. The the G one summit uh, press conference. I just that was sick. Oh my God, everything, everything. I loved it. I love professional wrestling. Sick. Professional wrestling is great. And if you don't like it, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, but right? Fuck you.
0: He's like the Kurt Russell of wrestling.
1: Kurt Russell of wrestling. That's a that's a. I don't know. I don't know. He's a pretty. He's a pretty good villain. I feel like he'd be a. Re- I feel like he'd be the bad guy to, in a Kurt Russell movie. Who
0: Alex Coglin? Yeah. Yeah. I the feel bad like. Guy? Yeah. Okay. I feel like he. He
1: might not be the. Ba- he might not be like the the final boss, but he definitely might be like final boss's like right hand stooge.
0: Okay, that's fair. You know,
1: we're like, hey, I'll go get him, and he's like, ah! and he's like eats three packs of cigarettes and attacks you. You know, I yeah, do-
0: I can see Gabe Kidd being like that too.
1: Oh yeah, they both would be. They'd no be questions like, asked. They'd be like the 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 brothers that get everything you know taken yeah. care of. No you know questions what I mean? asked. No questions asked. But yeah, there's a still a lot more names than just the three that we brought up. Uh, like are, I said, yeah. Ali, Dolph Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin, Riddick Moss, Rick Boogs, Emma, Aaliyah, Elias, Top dollar I don't think we'll see him going anywhere. <laughs> he actually said that that botch that he did saved his life. Apparently, he went see that. to the doctor directly after that uh, and said he, said that his he always blood makes sugar... that
0: move, so he had to check. With a doctor, yeah, see why he couldn't yeah make
1: it? which all right, cool. If it saved your life, great. I mean, it's just something funny that we all laugh at, but if it did good, then great, wonderful. Yeah, so glad you're not dead, really, honest to god. Uh, Dana Brooke, Mace, Mansour, Quincy Elliott, Shanky, uh, and a slew of names, uh, including Matt Riddle, but he wasn't fired with the uh, I think he was fired with the the, the rest of them, but I think it was more of a well, we can just move and get rid of a whole lot, a lot of headspace if we get rid of him. and Uh huh. He's been announced for GCW, uh, for the next, I think like three dates. GCW?
0: Uh, I thought it was um...
1: MLW. I'm sorry, MLW. Yeah, MLW. MLW, where MLW he used to work. Uh, which is funny because they just settled a lawsuit with WWE, uh, outside of court for an undisclosed amount of money. So uh, rumor is is they have a shitload of cash on hand. So WWE inadvertently is still paying Matt Riddle for performing in MLW.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. So that's fantastic. you really
1: fantastic. break it down. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny that way.
0: Uh, Masay and Mansoor, I'd love to see Masay, them. not
1: Mace, I'm sorry.
0: Them tagging up and doing something because they are just so They've been so very funny. active on social They're media. so charismatic. Again, their videos are great. They're fun on the mic. They're really good at wrestling. So hopefully we'll end up seeing that somewhere on TV right. as well. But again, um, they've booked some matches, so it's like a lot of these people have been keeping up with it. I mean, Riddick Moss. Hopefully, he'll find something. Rick Boogs. I mean, he's. Just I mean, built Moss, a Tank.
1: R- I mean, yeah, Rick Boog. Okay, Riddick Moss has the capabilities of being somebody uh-huh. in professional wrestling. He's yeah. got the look. He has the skill. He just he has not been able to develop a character that has resonated with. The fans. Right. Um, Maybe the
0: indies are going to be good for him.
1: And I feel like Rick Boogs is the same way. I feel like his character is so outlandish. Like it's a, oh, it's almost Boogs. like a New Day character. I love Boogs too. I love the character. But I'm also one that likes guitar-wielding individuals that are, are loud and muscular. Yeah. And, you know, Fair. some people don't don't like that.
0: What about Elias? You see him doing anything? I could... Oh
1: man. I don't know. Elias as like the, lo- the lone-wandering... Guitar-playing individual, no. Um, But I also feel like he's kind of pigeonholed into that kind of role. Uh Like, no matter where he goes, he's either going to be Elias or he'll be his brother, which I I can't remember his name.
0: Hopefully not.
1: But you know what I mean? I I feel like it's just kind of gotten, like, that's him. Well, I
0: mean, look at Fandango. He's not Fandango.
1: No, he's Dirty Dango.
0: Yeah, but he's not, like, living that same... No, he's Thing not. He's like I, a good yeah. Professional dancer. So yeah, it's I guess you're right. To, like, it's possible. I just feel like it's going to be difficult
1: for him to get away from that. You know, whereas Riddick Moss, I feel like there's.
0: He had no weird storyline. There's line, nothing. So.
1: There's nothing really. And, like, yeah, it's almost really a, Like he had that goofy. Who's he tagging with when he was wearing the suspenders? I can't even remember. And he was all silly. God, it doesn't matter but they, they that didn't really go over too well stand with them
0: out yeah uh
1: and then him and his fiance emma emma had like a rough she got tanked too well she got tanked she got brought back she got tanked again that's rough so dana brooke's been kind of like mid-card for a good long while but she's mid-card i don't know i can't say like anything i don't know dana brooke doesn't really resonate too well with me
0: yeah, yeah same
1: but a lot, of, a lot of these are young NXT talent that, you know, were brought in and were just let go because they just either weren't advancing or they just didn't have room for them or whatever. Sure. So there's still good potential there. So lots of names we'll see coming up here probably in a bunch of different promotions over the next couple of months. Yep,
0: but they are free agents.
1: Yeah. As of, uh, I guess I think it was last Thursday, the, the 21st. 21st. So, yeah. Yep.
0: All right. Moving on to discussing again the top matches between Mark and I for the year we have well,
1: top matches just matches we really enjoyed. yes
0: exactly matches that we i really think want to that emphasize that
1: because somebody's going to hear this podcast and even though i've said this three times these aren't our top matches i don't really feel like dealing with this is my number one match of the year because right. I, I could watch five different matches five different days out of the week and each one of them is going to be my favorite five different times like it's just whatever i'm feeling at the, at the moment so Nobody take this to face value. These are just matches that we looked and were like, damn, I remember this. This was a really good match.
0: They were pivotal. They had storyline. They they added a lot to the year and they stood out to the two of us unanimously. And you can make the Um, argument a
1: thousand other matches could replace every single thing we talk
0: about. Oh, yeah, because there's definitely going to be some contingencies here at the end of honorable mentions that, that we didn't necessarily agree fully on. We, uh, we these matches that are coming up, we did agree. We on.
1: basically sat down and said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna choose our matches. Just get a list of how, ten or under matches of what we want to talk about, and we're gonna sit down and figure out, you know, which common ones we had." And I don't know, like like personally, I think Bakagajan, I think the whole promotion's better than everything on professional wrestling, but that's just me. They yeah. all, they also have Deathworm.
0: They they do. They, they have deathworm. As I, mean, I was just saying before we recorded that picture of deathworm sure, with Osseopen. open. I'm and, pretty
1: sure deathworm is part of Aussie open now. Uh, like I think a, he like infested. A, I, I think he infested, infested <laughs> open's brain, and they they had no choice but to to bow down to their new overlord, deathworm.
0: If, if you don't know about deathworm, do yourself submit, a favor. Submit yourself.
1: To submit to death yourself
0: death worm. and do a little bit of research. It takes a little bit because you can't just search deathworm and it pops up. It takes no, a little you bit of you research. have
1: to look up. Okay, you got to start at Baka Gaijan and friends. On YouTube, and I believe it's episode two. And I think in the main event they have Death Worm. So, learn about Death Worm, become Death Worm, submit to Death Worm. Welcome to the Death Worm and Wrestling Podcast.
0: Yes, there are no Death Worm matches in this uh, list of matches. That strictly we're going to go because,
1: over. strictly because it would be completely unfair. It would be to unfair. any other match mm-hmm. to any other participant mm-hmm. to even think they compare to Death mm-hmm.
0: Worm. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what better way to start off this this list I have here, right? Than to go with what I think is is going to get no argument from literally any wrestling fan when I say that this match was memorable from this beginning lo- to we're end. You're setting up
1: a lot of hype for this.
0: Gunther, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, WrestleMania 39. Yes. Banger.
1: Yes. The Banger. minute you said Gunther, it was okay. Like the, you, you, there was no argument. Because well, Gunther I feel like, has not had a bad match.
0: I feel like that's in a very important thing to say when we're talking about this, is Gunther in general is, the, right. is a topic of discussion and a topic of great things to have.
1: Top performance in WWE like one yes. of uh, you can yes bloodline aside because I feel like it's it's beyond touchable at this yes. point Gunther has had the best run in WWE yes
0: and the best matches
1: oh 100% has the best delivered matches. every time
0: the matches with Chad Gable loved
1: oh yeah loved. bangers every single one of them still disappointed loved. that Chad Gable didn't get that belt but I understand I it. understand
0: it doesn't mean like he never will Right. Doesn't mean he never will, but right. that one with with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre really stands out mm-hmm. not only for the actual match and the wrestling itself, but the story between real life best friend Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Right, that added so much to it.
1: And right, if, if the whole buildup was, you know, of course Gunther has is having this legendary run with the Intercontinental Title, uh, and Drew McIntyre and Sheamus both want it for obvious reasons. Sheamus. Wants it because he's never captured the Intercontinental Title. Drew wants just gold. They're both real life best friends, and they go through these these qualms of during the match, like the other one one has to stop the other one from scoring the win, and it it comes down to how strong is your friendship compared to how strong is your want for this championship. Exactly, and it plays into that quite a bit because a lot of the times you'll see that in this match because at one point, uh, Seamus just gets the best of Gunther, ends up getting him in a pin that was pretty convincing that that was going to be it, and Drew ends up grabbing by the foot and yanking him out of the ring. And even Sheamus is standing there like, what did you yeah, just do? You just that? took away my my one chance that right. I had. And without, Now they're
0: going back and forth. Oh, yeah, without
1: <laughs> missing a beat, Drew looks at Sheamus and then punches him in the mouth, and they go back and forth. And I think what's cool about this match is that, that that plays into why Gunther had an even bigger advantage over pretty much a handicap match. Yeah, exactly. When they you're, were against
0: each other so much.
1: When you're the champion on a triple threat match, it's a handicap match. You can lose <clears throat> by two different individuals. Right. You know what I mean?
0: Drew could pin, Sheamus, and Gun- uh, yeah, Luther you had could nothing have nothing to, do, nothing with to
1: do with the decision, and that's it. Uh, so I, I this, and even beyond the storyline aspect of this match, it was such. A hard hitting match. These three men, it was. They're massive dudes. I mean, there's no if fans and buts about it. These are probably three of the most impressive guys in WWE right now. Uh, Drew McIntyre being somebody who you can literally see his transformation if you go back when he was Drew Galloway. In it's Impact. incredible to
0: think that's the same person. And that was
1: even after he was in WWE before in that. The one-man band. In the one-man band, you know, with <laughs> you don't know Heath Slater and Jinder Muhal, who was, you know, both of them are probably like mid-card at this point. But he oh, is, oh man,
0: he has kids,
1: yeah, that's why he's mid card. <laughs> uh, but Drew McIntyre, like, has completely transformed himself, learned so much more, and has completely changed his his mm-hmm. complete physique.
0: Literally started from the bottom,
1: right? Sheamus being a guy that has just been an absolute tank for 15 plus years, and then Gunther, this up and coming individual, the match was an absolute bell to bell banger. No doubts about it, but then when you add the little bits of storyline and you add the little bits of a friendship that is crumbling because one wants, you know, what the other one has always had, and the other one just wants what he's always wanted. Right. You and didn't it,
0: know who was going to walk away as the winner in this one.
1: No, no, you really didn't. Yeah, and I, I think when we did our predictions, I don't think either one of us thought Gunther was walking away. No,
0: it was just hard to predict.
1: And it was just one of those matches to where if you go back. It's going to stand the test of time. It's going to be one of the best matches of WrestleMania. Honestly, this WrestleMania was one of the best WrestleManias they've had in a while.
0: It was great. And two days are a lot to digest.
1: Yeah. And not saying that any WrestleMania is bad by any means, but this one. They're
0: always great. This one really had a lot of just memorable matches.
1: I had four WWE matches. I had four WWE (laughs) and four AEW matches. Um and three of them were from WrestleMania 39. I
0: could see why. I had another match from WrestleMania 39 as well.
1: And I think I delete. I think I ended up getting rid of one, not because it wasn't a good match, but just because I was trying to reduce it down to a manageable amount of, sure. of matches. Sure. And it, I believe, if I yeah, it was WrestleMania 39. Yeah, it was another match.
0: Yeah, this will stand the test of time as well as that three way again for the Intercontinental Championship. I think that only solidified Gunther as a top dog in the the main huh. promotion of it's, WWE.
1: It's funny you say that. I feel like we're consistently saying that every single time he has a match. Yeah. Every time he has a premium live event match, I feel like somebody is out there saying, wow, Gunther really solidified himself. As da, da, da. I think we are all in just denial that it's been nine months since Gunther has solidified himself as a staple in he the main event. He
0: performs 100%... Mm-hmm every single time he gets in that ring
1: right he is a main eventer that is the top of the mid the mid range Uh he's elevated that belt you're not going to get that belt any higher than what he's gotten at this point
0: it's going to be tough
1: it's going to be real tough the
0: next guy it's going to be really 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 tough to keep it elevated that high because it is not a mid card belt
1: does he have does he have a challenger for royal rumble is he wrestling at Royal Rumble? From what I can
0: remember, no. I know he's taking
1: a few weeks off. He said that on uh, Raw last week. He, he was yelling did. at Giovanni uh, da Vinci and uh, Ludwig Kaiser. Right. And said, I'm going to take the next couple of weeks off because I am a champion and mm-hmm. I deserve it. And I think that's going to line up with Royal Rumble. So I don't know I if he has so. a, 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 an opponent. It, it won't be The Miz.
0: I think that's probably the right move because he's had opponent after opponent, rivalry after rivalry. Right. And trust me, this is not me complaining. But right. I think it would be nice to kind of get him away from you know, the, the watchful eye of every single week coming out right. and defending it and every pay-per-view defending it. I think it would be good to take him away for a couple of weeks and then... Just have a new opponent creep in uh,
1: and face Gunther. I
0: I don't know. He he could hold it for years. I I don't know what they have planned for him, but he's one of the very few champions in wrestling that I literally don't care. He can hold that belt for, (laughs) you know what I mean, for as long as he needs to. But I think the only reason he's going to lose that belt is because he's on his way to a bigger main Event right. You belt. also
1: the only problem with that is you have to have a hole in the main event like picture exactly. for him to fill. And I think right exactly. now it is so congested with so many top stars in WWE. I think he has little chance of going anywhere as of right now. Exactly. Even when he drops that belt, I guarantee he's going to drop the belt and have a cooling off period where oh, he, for sure. he goes goes away for a few months and then comes back hot and heavy at a pay per view to you know thwart one of the Usos in their championship match, you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, Gunther, uh, he won this match, but Gunther, uh, Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus honestly could be arguably one of the top WWE matches of 2023. Of course. Definitely one of my favorites. We watched it today, and...
0: It still holds.
1: It still holds up. It was still both... Jamie and I were... Every time they kicked out, every time something happened, it was just like, oh, my God, this just an amazing match.
0: Now, while Gunther is holding it down over in WWE, let's be honest, you can't talk about AEW without talking about the devil, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. <laughs> he is definitely... Was I supposed to say the devil there? No, I no, no, looking, no, I was
1: looking down at the table. I don't know if you were trying to cue me up. No, but...
0: you're good. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, your champion, MJF. I think it's yes. very important to talk about Our him. scumbag. Our scumbag, whatever you want to call them. him. Acknowledge <laughs> him. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, just in general. MJF right. has absolutely been holding it down this year. He's had an incredible reign being the champion. He's fought not only as the AW world champion, he's also fought as the ROH tag team champion. Right. He's defended it by himself. He's defended it with Samoa Joe. He's had all of this with the devil and the different rivalries, and he's... Really had one hell of a year, which we do have to talk about the fact that his oh, yeah. his contract again is it is coming up January first, two thousand twenty four. The bidding
1: war of two thousand and twenty four is among us. Yeah, uh, we by don't hi- know if he signed by his word. He has not signed a new contract with AEW, um, and I mean mm-hmm. I I can't see why our scumbag would lie to us.
0: Oh, um, he would never. What the, the most professional,
1: <laughs> professional wrestler in all of professional wrestling. I mean, he literally shakes hands and yells the word sportsmanship. I mean, the how much more professional do you get? Uh, he claims he has not signed, Correct. however... Of course, the dirty, dirty dirt sheets that lie all yeah. the time that we would Filthy. never read. I would never go on Wrestling Inc. No. or Cage Side Seats or Fightful or any of those PW Insiders. Yeah.
0: Or go or, on X. I mean, maybe or, you could follow us there at X, Coffee, CAW uh, Wrestling Bud.
1: I would never go on there and believe anything they would say. But they do say that the rumor is that he is re-signed with AEW already. Which, I mean, come on. would make being, a lot of sense. I mean, yeah, he went from... I mean, come on. They have this much
0: storyline and this much... You know, and, and, and uh, invested th- in MJF and he's not resigned.
1: And in this point, get at this point, with AEW versus WWE, not that there is an AEW versus WWE, unless you really want to get into IWC. And, yeah,
0: depends if you ask Tony Khan or not. It,
1: well, I mean, honest to God, like if you look at it, Jade Cargill jump ship, Cody Rhodes jump ship. Yeah. Uh, there's always rumors of all these other people. <laughs> we can't say a CM Punk ship. really. Uh, CM Punk jump ship, like he really yeah. did. He got fired and went to the other place. Yeah. AEW could not afford to lose Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Absolutely in the, if, not. If MJF did not get what he wanted from AEW and went to WWE, AEW would become the biggest laughingstock of professional wrestling. They like, would. How do and you if lose they every one of your top stars? For real.
0: And if they weren't able to hold down MJF, I do not think that they would put this much time and invest, no. like I said, invest in, no. into him if he wasn't staying. But at any rate, supposedly he is not... Uh, re but that's okay. At least we have this year to really reflect back on. Uh, so many matches, so many things to reflect on with MJF himself. Again, like I said, he's defended so many different championships. But for us, I, I, I think the highlight is definitely his match with Adam Cole mm-hmm. that happened on Dynamite. Uh, I want to say it was in May yes. uh, of this year. It, it was, was a 30-minute of... match. It, it was an was opening it... match.
1: Was it Adam Cole's return match?
0: Um, Maybe it wasn't his return match, it but was it was one of his return, return, return matches. Match. It was one yeah. of his like
1: he'd just come back, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was. I'll let you continue. I'm sorry, to interrupt.
0: Oh no, 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 you. that's okay. That's just like I said. It was just a, it was just a dynamite match uh, for MJF's uh, championship. Right. Um, well, no, it was
1: an eliminator, eliminator match.
0: Yep. See if he was going to have the opportunity to face him.
1: Right, and it went to a 30 minute draw, and I don't think a single person thought that it was going to end like that.
0: I, I personally, I know we got on Twitter the next day and it was just like this huge thing about, I saw this coming and right, you know, or I didn't like it. I was really invested in it. And I think they did a great job because they started off dynamite with a match, when Dynamite ends with a match, I can't help but look at the clock and be like, oh, what time is it? You Oh, know? it's
1: 10.59. Yeah, there's, there's not much left. Yeah. They're going to
0: wrap it. And thankfully, lately, they've said, you know, we'll stick with it. So if they go three, four, five but, minutes over, but not even, a big deal. But even
1: then, once it hits like, you know, 10.05, you're, you're like, you know? okay, it's any second now it's going to end.
0: Exactly. So you're kind of ready for it once it gets close to that 10 o'clock mark. But... So you
1: already know there's a time limit.
0: Exactly. But when you open up a show, you're really not thinking about you got two hours.
1: It. There's no way a match is going to go two hours.
0: Yeah, I never thought about like a time limit draw right. at, at the beginning of a show. So I think they set it up perfectly by starting off dynamite with it. Um
1: And they mention that. They mention that in the rules. It is a thirty minute time limit draw. And if they yep. don't win, yep. you don't get the opportunity.
0: Exactly. It is
1: all it is a stipulation. But it, <clears throat> number one, when have you ever seen a a time limit draw on live television?
0: It doesn't happen. It, I it, thought it was going to be typical MJF cheats.
1: Right, right. No and way Adam Cole is going to win. Right, right. And I think everybody did. And in every opportunity, they had that. They had where MJF brought out the ring. He did every, like, dirty yeah, trick in the I mean, book. I think
0: Adam Cole even used his belt, MJF's belt, at one time to hit him oh, over yeah. the head with it. It was... I don't care. It was know, a mutual back and forth. that I have to do. Right, uh, Bryce did catch MJF with his with his dynamite diamond ring at one right. point, so he stopped that. But it was it was just at that point they weren't friends. They weren't Oh, they hated
1: each other. Yeah, it was great.
0: Yeah, so it was it was perfect. They really the wrestling was was fantastic enough just to put this match in contention for what we're talking about with this list. But the the, the idea, yeah, the idea of how it just ended, like I said, with. Bryce Remsburg, he was set up. MJF was laying down. He was waiting for his his shoulders to actually be down on the mat, and then Adam Cole finally pinned MJF. Bryce jumped down as quickly as he could. He was ready to go. Hit the yeah, one. As quickly hit the two. As
1: the time limit yeah. would let him. He
0: hit the one. Hit the two, and then the bell rung. And I think that was just one of the coolest things of the year. <clears throat>
1: You know who? You know who? Honest to God, real quick, not to interject. You know who was probably even better than Adam Cole, MJF, and Bryce Remsburg? What's that? It was probably the person who had the bell. Yeah. They're like, okay, I've got to time this like
0: that chick. She's got like color so hair.
1: ungodly close. Like yeah. I there, I have. There's no. You couldn't botch that a half a second. Yeah. If you were too long, Bryce's hand would have came down. Exactly. If you were too early, it wouldn't have made as much of a reaction. It. it was
0: perfectly planned. It was perfectly You know perfectly she was executed. like, all right, ready?
1: Ding, ding, ding. And she put that down. She's like, oh, my God, yes, 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 I did it. Oh, my God, I'm getting a raise. I think, I'm going on vacation. Yeah. Like,
0: I think what I what was really cool about it. Especially after
1: Revolution Botch.
0: I think what was really cool about it was like. At first, I didn't understand what was. No going one on. did.
1: You saw in the crowd, people like half the people were cheering, half the people were like, "Wait, Why what?" Why over? Uh, and and uh, you know, it was like nobody understood what was going on because even Bryce was like, he was holding up the two, uh-huh. but the bell rang and Adam Cole was pinning him, and he was still down. He never lifted his shoulders exactly. up. Exactly, and, he and didn't it was kick out. so good. It was so good. It took. Everybody by surprise because it
0: took the dynamic of wrestling and make sure you pay attention to the rules and the time limit and all, you know every single thing. Right, like really put that into it. It's not just necessarily a performance. the The, the game got went against yeah. Adam Cole in this circumstance. NFL has
1: a has a time limit. Hockey has a time limit. Yep. I mean it, you you have parameters to keep the game interesting. And you have to stay within those parameters. They stayed within those 30-minute parameters, and neither one of them got a pin or submission like win.
0: It was perfectly executed. And, it was, and, and oh. what I really loved was afterwards, uh, Adam Cole looked at MJF and said, you know, five more five minutes, five more, more minutes. minutes. So it seemed Come like on, it was really going to go that route. But of course, MJF because being MJF and being our scumbag and our heel at the time. Right. Absolutely not. Right, because he picked that out.
1: microphone up and just uh, he baited us. Oh, so good, and rolled out, and it started. Like honest to God, I, I, I honest to God, this started one of the best AEW storylines that they've developed. Whether you agree, I agree, I, know, I, or not, I
0: really
1: do. I, you know, outside of this, like it really developed into like one of the biggest focal points. It's getting rocky at this point with the with the devil and and the devil's rejects or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> I think we're we're I'm hoping we're not on the road to a crash over, you know, after such a good run with Adam Cole. I think they really got they stubbed their toe pretty hard with Adam Cole injuring himself but hey you know what there's still a theory that Adam Cole faked the fucking injury oh, and yeah. it's all bullshit be- and he hasn't have surgery and he's just been sitting at home and he's been the devil and he's been sure, Britt Baker's sure, the devil or sure. the kingdom is the devil and Ad- or and, and Roddy is the devil yeah. and Samoa Joe is the devil As said before, I'm the devil you know, Wardlow's the devil
0: people are trying to, to measure how tall these people look and how wide these people right. look and compare it to somebody else and I'm just trying to, They're popping to out to be that a part of CSI the ride. forensics. Yeah, I'm just trying to be a part of the ride and be like, whatever happens, happens. I hope it's, I hope it's good. I hope it's clever. I hope it doesn't just want. want I hope, long. yeah, I really hope it's
1: worthwhile. You I know? really hope that they have thought about this and it's not. I not thought I don't want it to be Jungle Boy, but I really don't want it to be Jungle Boy. Right. I don't want it to show. It would just be too obvious. It would be just too on the nose. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it, it's kind of one of the ones that makes sense. But it would only make sense if he was over right now, and he's not really that over. He's yeah, kind of a blemish. So, so I don't know. It's a tough
0: call. I hope they've been working on it, and i hope it I hope it works out in right. the end. But again this this whole uh, just what went, went from a rivalry to a best friend situation between MJF and Adam Cole, which and then they won uh, the belts. Just for yeah, just for reference they for anybody who belts. hasn't had a chance to see it, it was the Dynamite that was uh, airing that aired on uh, June fourteenth. Okay. June fourteenth. So.
1: I, I don't even know if I don't know if AW has their their Dynamite catalog completely up yet. I
0: don't know, but it might help you be able to find it.
1: Well, hopefully the the the, come the new year, we'll hear some news about that because I know there's been a like streaming AW, service. Would be great. I, I think it's like AW Plus. I there's been a couple of like Something rumor like names that. and trademark stuff, but the uh, yeah MJF Adam Cole the mat, the thirty minute time limit draw for the elimination title match. By far, one of my favorite matches of theirs. I mean, you can even, like, all in, they did, oh, my God, what a great match at all in. I
0: loved it. Uh, yeah, I loved I, that.
1: I really think this one trumps that one strictly because of the wow factor, of the, the, I cannot believe that happened. You know what I mean? And I know in the all in match, you had so many t- moments where MJF could have t- turned and kept being heel. But he wasn't and he, you know, it is one of those things where it's like, wow, it was really like a turning point of his character. Yes, you're right. But th- without this match, this, the next six months of I, I, the, the bro- wasn't there of of the brotherhood of uh-huh. of them. That he's going
0: to turn on Adam would not be there if it wasn't right, for right. that match. So
1: this one's definitely up in my top, my top matches of the Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Like, without a doubt. Absolutely. Uh, MJF has had a hell of a year. We brought that up. Uh, I I don't and we're going to get to our honorable mentions I have to bring this up. This isn't one we're going to speak about in in detail because I would need a full 60 minutes to talk about this. MJF and Brian Danielson had a 60 minute Iron Man match that if you didn't think that I, or that MJF could go the distance, my god, go go and watch that match. Banger of a match, but Better than that match, which is surprising that I can even say that out loud because that was I think he I think the the final score was four to three, so there were yeah. seven total mm-hmm. pins in mm-hmm. a single sixty minute match and, it all, and I, have
0: to do like an eye poke just to get and he got a it
1: was something ridiculous and if I remember yeah. <laughs> like the pins were all like the majority of them were all within like five minutes of each other
0: yeah it was quick it went it went on for a while before he and got it
1: went to sudden death didn't it it oh. went three three on three and then it went to sudden death it doesn't matter it was an amazing match. Brian Danielson and Zach Sabre Jr. put on an oh. absolute technical clinic and WrestleDream. I'm gonna say almost probably the exact same things I said when we did our wrestle Dream review or reactions a few months ago. It just the these two guys put like if you want to understand how to wrestle, without doing high flying moves, right. without doing tope suicidas, right. without doing four fifty splashes, mm-hmm. without doing corkscrew double
0: McNustle tri- triple twists. like it's not
1: if you want to know how to fucking wrestle,
0: pretty watch this know?
1: match. If you want to know how to roll around with your your significant yeah. other in positions that you didn't know you could hit spots you could, watch this match. This yeah. is an absolute bell to match. It just technical. Masterpiece. Yeah,
0: I think what's great about Brian Danielson is he makes everybody look better. What blew my mind about this match is I've always, from the second I first saw Zach Sabre Jr., I was like, there is something really, really special and unique about this guy. I, A lot like Will Ospreay.
1: I hated him the minute I saw him. Oh, I
0: loved and him. And uh, knowing that, something looking there. at
1: him, just like Chris Jericho, the minute I laid eyes on Chris Jericho at like 12 years old, and I've hated him for 25 years up until... Yep. Yep. When did AEW start?
0: 2019.
1: Uh, other than finally realizing why I've hated Chris Jericho for so long, and it's because he's so good, he's good at his job. because he's meant for me to be hated. <laughs>
0: exactly. Zack Saber
1: Junior. is the same thing. The minute he opens his mouth, he has that Australian accent. Uh-huh. He's got that cockiness, and w- mixed with that with that Australian, like, oh my god! Australian
0: just... is a British?
1: I thought he was Australian. I don't know. Thick accent. That accent that isn't an American accent. I don't know what, like, I'm I'm an an ignorant American. What do you want me to say? (laughs) But that accent mixed with the arrogance of confidence. Yes. Like, not the arrogance of somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. The arrogance of an individual that knows they're this shit. Yes. And they know they can back it up every single time. The
0: closest person I can think of that reminds me of that is Will Ospreay. Both these guys are super young, super arrogant. And runs
1: their mouth like it's like, oh my God. Because they
0: can. Because they know that they can.
1: Because they know they're that good.
0: They do. But as I was saying, Brian Danielson makes everybody look better. Zack Saber Jr. actually made Brian Danielson look like a better wrestler because of how technical they were pulling this off. And it was like... The, the the perfect blend, right. the perfect blend. Well, it's like it when was you see, coffee and creamer. You know, it, it's it like seeing mixed. Michael Michael Jordan
1: <laughs> and and you know Dennis Rodman going one on one. Yeah, they, it, two of the best to do it, and they're both they, like the the amount of skill that they're going to have to go back and forth with one another uh-huh. is going to be just out of this world. And these two, the exact same thing. Like right? they they both understand the sport. They understand. I, I want to say
0: more like let's say they're Bobby Orr and Wayne Gretzky.
1: Ooh, ooh very you know? nice, very nice. But you've got like one one <laughs> knows the other sport. one and the other one knows the other one. They both know the sport. They sure. know how to make it look good on their end. Exactly. And so does the other one. You exactly. combine that and it's just like this holy trinity yep. of meat. I don't it, it, know. What you're, like, I don't so know. Of technical it's meat. It's so good.
0: I think the one thing that like. Was crazy about this actual match. This whole match match. wasn't even a
1: fucking title match either. I know, right? It was just a match,
0: a match. I I just want to fight you. I think what was really fun about this match too was like afterwards. Actually, it, it was frustrating afterwards. For like weeks, I would watch wrestling and it was almost I couldn't get into wrestling it wasn't good enough because that match was so good. I was like, damn, nothing was as good as that Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. Right. match a couple weeks ago. It just like almost rubbed me in the wrong way because it was too good.
1: This isn't. Yeah, it's not. Te- yeah, it I know what you mean. It just too
0: technically sound. I know what you mean. It's like, it's like the first time harder to determine a winner. It's, it's like the first time
1: you have an actual Coke, and then for some reason you have to go back to Diet Coke for the next week. You're like, this shit sucks.
0: This is awful. I this got a terrible. taste of like what what a beautiful thing is, and that's Coke in a bottle. I take that back. I was you know? gonna say
1: Coke in a bottle. Like, Ugh. yeah. Ugh. By the way, coffee and wrestling, 100 percent Coke in a bottle. Best way to drink Coke. Yep. No, I take that back. Fountain.
0: Mm, McDonald's.
1: McDonald's fountain. Yeah. Only if they update the fountain. Yeah. But now they have got all those like those like weird ass Coca Cola pick your flavor machines. Oh, like Wendy's. And I just want Coke. I just want Coca Cola. I, I don't want. I don't want orange want... Coke. I'm not orange. I'm not lemon. Don't give me no vanilla. I don't want oh, cherry. Don't Coke give me a so lime. Gross. I don't want kiwi. I don't want blueberry. <laughs> I don't want farva berry. I don't want shit ass berry. I don't want dingleberry. But you also
0: drink your coffee black?
1: I want Coca Cola. I don't know if I wanted it. If I wanted my coffee to taste. Like a hazelnut, I'd fucking drink hazelnut juice. I don't know. Like It's coffee. I like coffee.
0: Can you milk a hazelnut?
1: Can you milk? Does it have nipples?
0: You can milk me, Greg.
1: Does Greg have nipples?
0: (laughs) No, not that, Greg. Greg
1: has a bird chest. A few people understand that. I
0: I, I digress. Last and definitely, definitely not least on this list, uh, Orange Cassidy. Again, the rain for this man, even though... He does end up losing the championship in this and regaining match. it. Orange Cassidy has had, in my eyes, the best run as a champion. Absolute oh, sta- workhorse. Yeah.
1: Stand aside Roman Reigns.
0: So fun with his matches. Worked so hard. But I think the most hard-hitting and the most pivotal to Orange Cassidy's reign was the match he had between him and John Moxley at All Out. All Out was a great pay-per-view. I really oh, yeah. loved it. I think we talked about this before on our podcast a few months ago when it when it debuted. All In was for like the network executives. All Out was for like the fans that have been there for a few years. Right. It was just hard-hitting. Loved it. This match with Orange Cassidy, it was like a different Orange Cassidy. He faced John Moxley. John Moxley didn't bleed. Orange Cassidy just bled all over the mat. It was an absolute mess. Was Doing oh, it, was, in a it was it was it was bloody as hell. Like he does that, like you know, very dull shin kicks, right? Just as like the trademark. And at a point, he was going back with John Moxley, and he was actually really like kicking him at that point, like well, not I think... pretending, not doing the hands in the pockets kind of gimmick thing. There was like a crossing of the line of the gimmick with John right. Moxley.
1: Well, I think he had to. I think this was this was the opportunity that even though he lost. This was the opportunity to show that just because, again, Orange Cassidy has been, you know, labeled as a like comedy wrestler. And even though he's been a champion for this long, that people are still like, oh, you still haven't fought so-and-so. Oh, you still haven't, you know, really gotten a good, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So this was his opportunity to go in and be like, I can take the ass whooping. Just be, let me show you again. Why I am the best at what I do because he really is. Like he really he, is. he has taken this character and against so many people's criticism, against so many pe- so many people shitting on the design of his character, mm. and... so many
0: people not liking him, Jr. included. There's been right. so many people that have come out and like I didn't get and it.
1: He is and just steadfast, just kept going, just kept going with that gimmick mm-hmm. and has shown that just because the gimmick. Might not resonate with you right away. Right, the wrestling and the performance of the entire, like package of the individual is what sells it. Exactly. I get why people look at him and go, "What is this He's guy?" He's
0: different. He comes out to the ring with a backpack, a JanSport backpack with a right. belt in it. But he does wear it.
1: That's the gimmick. Right. That's the gimmick. You. Right. Everybody has seen that video of the station wagon. With the wood paneling rolling up to the fucking drag strip, just like putting up to the line. People are like laughing their ass off while the Camaro with the V16 double overhead cams are. It's just fucking like glugging. Uh Like it's drinking gas sitting next to it. And, you know, this thing's going to tear this, this, this poor little. Station wagon, this nineteen eighty six station wagon it's with like the wood paneling. when panel Shibata fought
0: Orange Cassidy. and it's
1: just you're like, glug glug, and then the light goes green, and that fucking that shitty little station wagon, literally de-asphalts the ground and is down that quarter mile in a time that is just yes. mind-blowing. And right. that's exactly what Orange Cassidy is. He's the underdog. As you look you're at him and you go, him. what is this garbage? Yeah. Who are you showing me? Exactly. And then at the end of the match, and this match was one of those, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. What have I been, how have I been doubting this man this entire and time?
0: And I really like that John played into the character a lot. And at the end of the match, even after he won... It, the camera like zoomed in on him, and he was like, "Fuck!" And he was like, shrugging it off, like, right. "Damn!" Like, it, it was it wasn't a it rocked Moxley.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a like, "Oh, I just won." It was like I had a hard time winning. that. Yeah,
0: like I barely scrapped by to win that fight. Belt.
1: And it like this, it, uh, John Moxley is usually the first one to be split open, and Orange Cassidy got split after he hit his head on the the uh, the uh, ring post. And my God, the gushing amount of blood. And it was like probably about a third of the way through the match. So sure. for the rest of the match, it just got progressively more and more bloody. But it wasn't a gory amount of blood. It, it was just, God, it was so good. It
0: sold into the story of how much he had to work to get through that match, even though he wasn't victorious. And he ended up facing John and winning that belt back, which is great for the story of Orange Cassidy but that But
1: th- this match was so pivotal the best way to end this man's reign a legendary reign went 326 days he had I think I, I don't have the stats up here but I think it was I, I think it was like 30 something defenses I mean either way it was a hell of a lot more than Roman Reigns so stand aside tribal chief <laughs> again Orange Cassidy
0: Slop best style, title baby. reign
1: this entire year short of uh, Eddie Kingston probably I I it, it yeah watch this match don't watch this match I don't care. Orange Cassidy, Jon Moxley at all out. Amazing performance. I don't know. What yeah, am my favorite not, matches? If you're not if you're not
0: sold on Orange Cassidy, that's the one to watch.
1: Yeah, 100%. That and if that doesn't sell you, you will never ever enjoy anything because <laughs> you just don't have you don't have an imagination and you don't know what Agreed. fun is. Uh, we do have a couple of uh, honorable mentions. Yes. Again, indeed. that we just, we're just we already at over an hour, and we don't want to completely fill the airwaves. We could sit here for two, three hours Absolutely. and talk, but we don't Absolutely. really want to do it. I have to go to the gym. I think we have to go to bed soon.
0: Yeah, it's almost Christmas. I
1: think one of the kids just jumped out of the window. No. <laughs> um. I'll let you go first with yours.
0: Okay. Uh. Real quick, I'm just going to run, run over them.
1: Run them run uh, over. Just run them right over.
0: We talked about WrestleMania 39, uh, night one. Pivotal m- match for me. KO and Sammy versus the Usos. Great we're match. starting to think that the Usos were never going to lose those belts. So right. Really enjoyed that. Uh Willow and Athena at Death Before Dishonor at the ROH pay-per-view. Uh, Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. Just the rivalry in general. Looking forward to seeing a little bit more of that here in twenty twenty four, thanks to Will Ospreay being signed. But they had just absolutely amazing matches. Forbidden Door, but really Wrestle Kingdom was my jam. That entrance by Kenny Omega was just wow, chef's kiss. Uh also Kenny Omega, John Moxley, Steel Cage match on Dynamite. That was from uh, I had that one
1: written down, May but I erased it just 10th. to shorten it.
0: I absolutely love that. Everything that was with one Don that, Callis was really That was the one where Kenny the, Omega
1: got caught in the uh the the fencing yep. and it looked like he was about to snap his leg and he was yep. like nope, i'm good
0: don Callis betrayed him with the screwdriver oh like that God. was just so important but again last but not least honorable mention it would not be fair for me to talk about all these matches but not say something about swerve and hangman again their rivalry absolutely amazing yep. but that texas death match that they had at full gear one of my absolute favorite matches of the year uh
1: i again uh, None of these are uh, all the Kenny Omega matches. I feel like this entire year I know, just it could Kenny have Omega. been every single one of them could be a top.
0: Will Ospreay top too. 10,
1: if not top five. Yeah, Will Ospreay. And you could go to NJPW. You go impact. You go. There's a thousand different promotions that you could get at all these matches. These were just kind of the, the biggest ones that are most well known. Um So none of these are like worse or better than anything else. Uh, mine, I had uh, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania 39 when Rhea Ripley great won match. the championship. I thought that the entire match was great. I was actually very surprised that Charlotte dropped the title at the mo- at the time to Rhea Ripley. So that one I loved. Uh, Roman versus Sammy uh, Zayn at the Elimination Chamber. I know that it didn't go the way that everybody wanted it to with Sammy losing, but I thought it was one of the matches in... Recent history that Roman Reigns, it felt like his championship was really in danger.
0: It did, and it
1: really felt like it was a pivotal. I mean, it was a pivotal moment in the Bloodline story with Sami Zayn because it was the final straw that you know Sami Zayn's done with the Bloodline. Mm-hmm. You know, he tried taking the Tribal Chief's position.
0: Right, he's in his hometown. It just felt right, right,
1: right. and it was the the catalyst for his face turn. Um, and then I, my personal favorite, just because of the events of what happened. Uh, Edge versus uh, Finn Balor at it was a Hell in a Cell match at I think it was at WrestleMania yeah it was WrestleMania 39 when Finn got his head split open by a ladder and they had to off camera staple his head together Props in to order him. for the because ma- they were gonna can they were to stop the match and Finn was like no stall stapled me closed it stapled him closed enough to where he was able to continue and finish the match like it just not that I didn't think Finn was a was a good performer, but it just made my respect level for him to go up. Agreed. And then they had a ba- they had a f- an absolute great match. Yep. Like, it wasn't like it was the like, okay. Was the story was so important. The, yeah, it wasn't like the injury was what the best part of it was Mm-mm. and they had a good match. They had a great match afterwards. Uh, they also, again, MJF, Brian Danielson, the 60-minute Ironman match at Revolution. Uh, all of Orange Cassidy's run. Uh, Danielson, Zach Zabra Jr., and then, of course... For me personally, just recently at Final Battle, Athena and Billy Starks Loved for it. the ROH women's title. Yeah. I just, I, it was... I, look, Listen to our last episode for, for the gush. I'm not going to waste anybody's more time mm-hmm. than I already have. All I have to say was it's great to see we have some tried and true talent yes. that deserves a bigger yes. push and do a bigger promotion on maybe television. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also... Seeing a young talent like Billy Starks get put into a spotlight in the main event of a pay per view that is considered one of their top pay per views yeah, of the year. That is
0: so, so huge. And it's not fair to talk about, you know, all these champions, like we said, these and it workhorses. Was a really good
1: goddamn match. Like it before was. you say, such a good match. Go ahead. It
0: really was. Talk about all these workhorses and talk about these amazing champions. Athena is such an incredible women's champion in ROH. She's, it just, Undefeatable, indestructible is doing such a good job, yeah, of of building up this younger generation of talent because she has so many years. I think she has like eighteen years of experience wrestling. Like right. she has so much to bring to the table. When she gets up to the AEW roster again and starts fighting there again and loses this belt, the women's roster is in a lot of trouble. Oh yeah. A lot oh, yeah. of trouble.
1: Thunder Rosa just came back, but I don't know if she can hold a candle to Athena right now.
0: I really don't know if anybody can, honestly. She's Especially so hard heel hitting. Athena, oh heal Athena. God, I know.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that'll be the final episode of 2023. Oh my
0: this god! This will be
1: coming out on Christmas morning. So
0: merry Christmas, merry
1: Christmas. Uh, I know Hanukkah is in effect. I'm not. Too up to date with my other holidays, so Kwanzaa, if you have started, ended, or have yet to begin, if happy you don't Kwanzaa. Celebrate, if you don't thank celebrate, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Even if you hate all of it, I don't... It, that, that's that's fine. I'm sorry. But, you know, it's it's my my greetings towards you for whatever. Yes. I hope you have a great Monday. I hope that you enjoy the idea that you should have the day off. Yeah.
0: And I hope you know that we appreciate you so much for listening.
1: This week, there's not going to be much for uh, wrestling. I know WWE is doing a couple of best ofs. I'm sure AEW will be somewhere around that same. Or Tony Khan's an absolute psycho. He might just have everybody (laughs) do what they normally do. But either way, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at CAW Wrestling Pod, where we talk about Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite. Just tweet at us. You never know when we're on. Uh, Make sure you follow me on my personal ex at Gunk Dudley. You can follow Jamie at her personal ex at uh, a bacon party? Yeah. A bacon party. A bacon party. Still haven't figured out what a bacon party is. Fresh episodes of Coffee and Wrestling every Monday morning at 4 a.m. So it is up and ready for you when you get up. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful holiday. Stay safe out there. People are absolute psychos. We love you. Bye, Bye.